At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. This is Rush Hour with Danny Burke on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Happy Monday, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome into another edition of Rush Hour presented by Bet Rivers. Danny Burke, your host, live here out of the Bet Rivers Sportsbook in Displays, Illinois, at the Rivers Casino. And man, do we have quite. The, uh, I don't know how you want to put it, hectic game to look forward to for Monday Night Football, the Snow Bowl. It'll be called something after it because it looks like it's going to be a lot of mayhem out on the East Coast as the Bills are taken on the Patriots in a very, really season-deciding, potentially, game where we see the Bills as a three-point favorite. And the bets seem to be going back and forth and back and forth. People are sold on taking the points with the Patriots. Some people don't trust Mac Jones in this weather. At first one in the NFL where it's going to be a mess, and the Bills Mafia still will probably come out in full force, but we are excited to preview it tonight here on Rush Hour. Again, three-point favorite currently is Buffalo. This total down from 46 to 40 and a half. I'm very excited to talk about this game. Not only will have my better half momentarily, Later in the show, we got a few props that I like, and we'll get Adam Burke's thoughts on this matchup in about a half hour, among many other for the upcoming NFL slate and some early college football bowl game thoughts. Then we also got Dan Leach in 15 minutes coming. I Just when you think his weekends couldn't get any better, I mean, he tops it one after the other. I mean, the Lions get their first win. Michigan stomps down Iowa in the Big Ten Conference Championship game. So we are also very Excited to talk with Dan in 15 minutes about the upcoming matchups for the Wolverines, the Lions, and the Pistons. Got a ball game tonight. 
that I know is showing a lot of betting interest. JVT, Beatson Senior NBA Analyst, had some strong thoughts on that, too. Always love getting JVT's perspective. So if you want to check his thoughts out on every game, bsin.com slash subscribe. But that game is uninteresting as it may seem because it's the Pistons. Uh, Pistons may actually present a good betting opportunity. So we'll talk about that in 15 minutes with Dan Leach. But like we said, let's tee you up once again with this game between the Patriots and the Bills because originally this thing opened up at three and a half in favor of Buffalo. But we've seen how dominant the Patriots have been as of late, not only straight up, but ATS. So that caused this line to move down. We've seen it go to two and a half in a lot of spots and throughout the course of the week. But now it slowly has gone back up to Buffalo, who's laying three. But if you do want to lay the three, it's minus 105 for Buffalo. But if you want to take it, you're laying a little bit more at Bet Rivers. Minus 109, minus 110, right around that range. The money line has Buffalo minus 148, and the Patriots are plus 130. As we talked about, because of these insane weather conditions, total open 46, now down to 40 and a half. It could just be like a 6-3 type of game. Who the heck knows? But it sure is going to be so ugly that it's inevitably going to be entertaining. I did have a bet for this full game. We, we talked about it with several guests throughout the course of last week, and especially on Friday, Wes Reynolds, Dave Ross, we previewed this game with both of those guys. Love getting their opinion, and I was on the same page with them. I'm taking Buffalo in this game, and I just played Moneyline earlier today, minus 140, especially in such a gross game that has so many opportunities for missed kicks, turnovers, anything weird. I just went straight up money line and laid the price as opposed to laying the three with Buffalo. Again, I took minus 140. It's up to minus 148. Would still take that instead of the spread. This game just has so much weirdness. Probably going to be involved with it. Over 25 mile per hour winds and 50 mile per hour wind gusts specifically. So we'll see how that is going to affect it on a play to play basis. But when it comes down to it, I mean, these teams are going to face each other twice. And, you know, typically when you're looking before the season, even just before the games, you kind of imagine if they're both somewhat decent teams that they're going to split those games. I believe that is a good chance here with this matchup. And I give the Bills the advantage tonight because you have the better quarterback at home who's maybe a little bit more used to this inclement weather as opposed to Mac Jones who's really going to be put to the test. And yes, the Patriots have looked really solid as of late, but this is going to be their toughest competition arguably up to this point with all the craziness of the weather involved. You know, Josh Allen, if they even do elect to pass somewhat often, I mean, he's got the stronger arm and again, more trust than Allen. And look, both defenses are solid as is. I guess you'd probably give the running game advantage in terms of that to the Patriots because you got Stevenson who's been lighting it up and obviously Harris who's had a solid season and the Bills don't really run the ball too much but both run defenses are top of the notch as well so look 40 and a half with the total is incredibly low but I just could not do anything to be convinced or I couldn't be convinced to want me to do anything to bet this thing over because you've seen the videos if you haven't go on Twitter it's all over the place it looks like mayhem, but I am taking the Bills on the money line. What I think it comes down to is the Bills getting a clutch turnover and having more faith in Josh Allen in this game. So I'm riding the Bills on the money line for this Monday night football game. But let's take a look at the first half betting angle, see if there's anything maybe a little bit better there for the Bills and the Patriots. It is time for my better half right here on Rush Hour. Let's start with the money line. The first half three-way where you can bet the tie, and if it does push and you didn't bet it, you don't get your money back, but it is better value if you want to take the Patriots, for example, or plus 125, Bills minus 118, as opposed to the tie no bet first half, or if it does push, you get your money back. Not as good a value, though, because in that case, Patriots plus 112, 
Bills, you're laying upwards to minus 139. This season, Buffalo's been great in the first half. They're 8-1-2 straight up on the first half money line. They tied with Miami and Jacksonville this season, and they lost the first half to the Colts during the course of this year. Patriots not too shabby themselves. I mean, they're 8-3-1 on the first half money line. They also tied with Miami one time, and then the games they dropped it in the first half was against Houston, New Orleans, and then the Chargers. They ended up winning that game against the Chargers, and Houston, I mean, just got out to a good start. New Orleans was really their main gross game of the year. Aside from that, Patriots have been looking steadily solid. So uh, I really couldn't disagree with anyone's assessment for this first half. Even if it was better weather, you know, the first half's always a little bit tricky, especially when it's pretty even teams. And there's not that much of a gap in terms of just looking at the spread here unless you want to take it. Because if you're laying a point and a half, that's where the spread's at. If you want to lay it, in my opinion, you just take the money line. But if you want to take the Patriots, you're a little bit scared, you want a little bit more security, and you can look at taking the point and a half because the Bills have been tied a couple of times going into the second half. And because of how close they can play it, maybe they're tied or maybe it's a 7-6 type of ball game heading into the second half. And you could cash that Patriots plus one and a half. It's different in the first half, of course, than, what, than it would be for the full course of the game. And if you apply the spread of the Patriots catching one and a half in every single game this year, New England would be 9-3 and three ATS. But the Bills laying a point and a half, it's a small margin, so naturally they're going to be just as good almost as just a straight-up money line. But they're 8-3 and three ATS. I, you know, seldom, really seldom, do you want to entertain the idea of betting this game being a tie going into the second half. But I guess if there is one to maybe throw this some chump change on just for fun, why not be this game? Again, two evenly matched teams for the most part, and it could be 0-0 going into the second half for all we know because of how impactful this weather is going to be. So maybe something to entertain, but uh, nothing really straight up or spread-wise that I would go otherwise if I was just doing the tie for fun. This game could be crazy to start things off. But what about the total points here? We know it's short in terms of the full game at 40-and-a-half. The first half total is at 20-and-a-half. Shaded to the under, of course, minus 129, and the over is about plus 105 at Bet Rivers. Total points by the Bills in the first half is set at 10.5, heavily shaded to the under, minus 162. And if you're looking at the Patriots total, it's 9.5, shaded to the over, minus 122 on that direction. Total points, Bills over under record with it set at 20.5. Uh, they've actually they're 4-7 with this record, oddly enough. I mean, their defense has been tremendous in the first half. And, yes, they have a good first-half offense, but their defense has been the main reason why they've only gone over this in 4 out of 11 games. Now, on the other side with the Patriots, they have an over-under record, with it set at 20.5, of 6-6 six and six this season. But, look, I mean, getting into the thick of it, the Bills are averaging 14 first-half points per game, which, again, is very sound. I mean, that's fourth best in the NFL. But they're number one in first-half defense this season, allowing opponents just 7.3 first-half points per game. We know New England's defense is arguably just as good. They're allowing 8.8 first-half points per game this season, which is fourth-best in the NFL. They're almost getting 14 first-half points per game themselves, 13.9 to be exact. That puts them fifth-best in the NFL. So, again, very even matchup here, but the weather is going to cause so much craziness that you don't know who's going to thrive better in it, at least in the first half. I mean, there's going to be a lot of adjustments made for sure. The one that I probably would entertain, aside from going under 20 and a half, because that seems like it would be the reasonable take, 
would be, I guess, the Bills under 10 and a half. But the, the, the thing that's not ideal about that is you're laying upwards to minus 162. But the fact that you're getting over 10 with that hook, that seems to be the most sound option here. So that's probably at the top of the list if you're willing to lay it. I'm not making it an official play, but I, I really couldn't foresee the Bills getting over that mark unless they get like a pick six or some kind of crazy turnover, which, of course, is very plausible in this type of game. But that might be the top of the list four plays I would make in the first half next to the total points under 20 and a half. Really quick before we end this segment, I always like to throw out a couple extra props or, you know, unique bets you can jump in on. And anytime touchdown scorer, there's a couple that caught my attention. Let's start really quick with Zach, uh, Zach Moss. Plus 650 anytime touchdown. I thought this is pretty solid value for Zach Moss. He's got four rushing touchdowns this season and one receiving. Now, you can make the argument, well, he doesn't get as much attention as Devin Singletary, and you're correct. That is the truth. But when it comes down to the red zone, that's where Zach Moss is featured more so on a consistent basis. Moss is the red zone guy, and Singletary only has two touchdowns this year. And he's plus 220 to get an anytime touchdown. Why wouldn't I take the guy who's gotten more touchdowns, more action in the red zone at a better price of plus 650? So consider Zach Moss anytime touchdown score. And then we got to consider our guy Josh Allen tonight. Not the greatest value, but plus 250 ain't terrible. He's got three rushing touchdowns this season. And because of how bad this weather is and how good this Patriots defense is, it's going to be a struggle for them to get into the end zone. Allen might just have to do it himself, put the team on his back, sneak it in, run it in, whatever it is. I think if there's a time to rely on Allen to really be mobile, improvise, be creative, use his speed, it's got to be in this type of game. So the two anytime touchdown scores I would entertain, Zach Moss plus 650, Josh Allen plus 250. More thoughts on this game coming up next. Also a trip up to Detroit, Dan Leach, host of the Detroit City Cast, joins us. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun, too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo play hey guys this is matt jones drew franklin from the fade this podcast we got a great episode coming up picks in all the sports football basketball we do them all but here's a preview of this week's episode do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs 
I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs. Yeah, like check out these hair plugs. I mean, don't just walk around, hey, tapping, hey, <laughs> hey, stranger, I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with Some everyone you meet? try to act like they, uh, you know what I mean. Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot? Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but. All right, so what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Rush Hour on VSN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of city casts that are designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. You've got city casts in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, Los Angeles, and New York. So subscribe to your local city cast wherever you get your podcasts available and to get hooked up with five episodes a week covering local sports betting content. Welcome back to Rush Hour right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. I'm Danny Burke, your host, and we were just talking about the City Cast. I host the Chicago City Cast, where really there wasn't that much positivity included in today's episode. Seldom is there, aside from the Bulls, although the news kind of stinks, just laid DeMar DeRozan on the COVID 19 protocols list. So if you're looking to bet that game tonight, be cautious of that. But look, if you're if you're an avid listener of the Detroit City Cast, the man who just popped up on your screen, Dan Leach's weekend seemed to be getting progressively better and better. I don't know what good karma you did to have come your way, Dan, but my goodness, you are on a roll. The Lions getting the job done, the Wolverines getting the job done. Recap your weekend for us, and did you do the money line parlay for both teams? I I certainly did, just for blinks and giggles. But I'll tell you this, Danny. Uh, I would have just been happy, obviously incredibly happy, being in Indy and seeing the Wolverines win their first ever Big Ten title game. But then to have the Lions with the Christmas slash Hanukkah miracle on the last day of Hanukkah, <laughs> a true festival of lights filled with grandeur, I mean, it just topped it all off. And the weekend could have been better in Indy. But then to come home and have the Lions break the seal on their winless season on the final play of the game, Amon Ross St. Brown did it. And the Lions' miracle came to fruition. Danny, the last nine-plus days for me, it's almost like I'm living in a fever dream. I keep pinching myself, and yet it's actually real life. I don't even know what to do with myself. Oh, it's a beautiful thing. I can tell you must have been screaming. Your voice is a little hoarse there, and I'm sure you're just pure excitement and joy throughout all of these days. But, you know, Dan, I mean, take us through you watching that game on Sunday, that final sequence by the Lions where it's that final play are you just sitting there going what crazy way are they going to find to lose here or did you actually have some hope that they would pull it off well as we talked about last week I I was all about the Lions plus seven and a half because the Vikings don't win or lose games by seven or more so I was comfortable the Lions would be in this game like they've been much of the year but then as you mentioned Dan Campbell back-to-back timeouts on Thanksgiving 
you know, going for it on fourth down in his own 28-yard line, which I know the probability models and indexes say was the right call. I mean, the Lions have nothing to lose, but going for it on fourth down inside your 28-yard line, Dan Campbell ate Bill Belichick, and it didn't work for Belichick either. And then to have that drive with the dink and dunks and the checkdowns and the screen passes and find their way down the field after getting a false start penalty, uh, you backed them up even more, no time left, you know, four seconds, one play, and to have, you know, go throw that perfect dime to Amon Ross St. Brown, I was, I, I really thought that after the Vikings scored, after the Lions turned the ball over by going for it on fourth down inside their own 30, that the, the Vikes were going to score and win the game. Because that's that's typical vintage, you know, everyday line stuff. But for them to come down the field with this kind of wacky offense that has not been great at times, Jared Goff barely able to throw the ball five yards down the field. Donovan Edwards, by the way, might have a better arm than Jared Goff. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Goff went to a Super Bowl. But to, to get it done the way they did, and, you know, all these long-suffering Lions fans, the win doesn't mean nearly as much, obviously, another universe than the Wolverines winning the Big Ten title game. But to finally get that win after all these close shaves this year, the team deserved to have a win. They should have done it a tie. They should have won that game. And they get it done. It, mean, it means a lot to these Lions fans that win or lose 0-16 or, you know, 12-4 and are always behind this team. So I feel great for them. I feel good for Dan Campbell, who's obviously made some wacky decisions, but has, you know, kept these guys connected. They play hard for him. And I feel great for the Lions players who have not given up as an 0-10-1 team, who now, by the way, Danny, and 1-10-1 are still not mathematically eliminated. Who knew that? Week 14. Uh, and that has been the story of this NFL season. You don't know what's going to happen, and we still don't know who's going to even make the playoffs at this point because you're right. Technically, they still have hope, even though the chances are astronomical. Yeah, but, I mean, somehow they could find their way there. Uh, before we go back to Michigan and Georgia, I got to ask you, since we're on the topic of the Lions, what do you think about their upcoming game at home against the Broncos? Look, people see this team, and they know they can fight. They're good ATS-wise. And at home against a Denver team that, offensively look bad against the Chiefs. What do you think Detroit can do in this next matchup? They're catching eight, or excuse me, this game in the Mile High City, but, you know, Detroit catching eight, is this another game they could keep close? Yeah, Danny, I think it's crazy. I mean, Denver is a team that has a future in offense. I mean, you think Iowa's offense is bad. Denver's offense, not good. Bridgewater, I know he looked better towards the end of the game when Casey was kind of backing off, you know, some of their guys in the line of scrimmage on defense when the game was already in hand. And you look at the Lions, who you mentioned this, they might end the season 116 and 1 and have the best against the spread record in the NFL. That would be just typical vintage Lions, where covering the spread means nothing for wins and losses, but they end up being a terrible record team with a great spread cover record. They're in most of their games, aside from the Bengals and the Eagles. The Broncos can't score. The Broncos have a good defense. Obviously, no more Von Miller, but unless the Lions have a crazy hangover because that was kind of their Super Bowl getting that last second win they should be in this game I mean obviously DeAndre Swift's uh you know injury situation is something to monitor uh but when you look at what the Lions have done much of the year Denver can't really score to be honest the Lions defense obviously not in every game but the Lions defense has played pretty darn well for the the, the better part of the last four or five games so I think this is going to be a lower scoring game like the Lions are definitely within a possession when I saw that line come out at eight I was surprised. I thought it'd be closer to five and a half, something like that. But the fact you're getting over a touchdown, over the key number in, in football, three or seven, I I, I actually have a, a play on the Lions already. I, I'm not saying the Lions are going to win this game, but getting eight is kind of crazy to me against a Denver offense that, that really looks remedial at times. Yeah, and that would be my initial thought, too. I mean, you bring up a solid argument in the sense that 
This past week could have been their Super Bowl. But look, that was a lot of people's argument, myself included, for maybe not trusting Michigan against Iowa. Right. And well, we know how that went down, Dan. And now you get Georgia to look forward to. And Georgia is going to be, well, let's say motivated, I guess, after their <laughs> – that wasn't an embarrassing loss. But look, they were assuming it was going to have a better outcome. And in this game, seven and a half is a spread. Really hasn't moved too much, Dan. So your Wolverines are catching seven in the hook with a total at 43 and a half. I'd need an objective take here. What do you think can happens in this game? Danny, you always get nothing but objective takes unless my <laughs> face is painted maize and blue. I'll say this, and I, we saw, we've seen some eight and a halfs pop up. I think this, this line could go higher. I, I think that there's going to be obviously public money on Michigan because they're one of the biggest bet teams in any sport like the Cowboys or Yankees or teams like that. But these are two teams, Danny, that are so similarly constructed. Stetson Bennett, Cade McNamara, more game managers than Bryce Young type quarterbacks. You know, both teams have great running uh, you know backs that can, a one-two punch, uh, you know, that can run down the field. And I think combined they have about 24, uh, 25 touchdowns combined. Uh, when you look at all the, the, the you know, the two t teams running backs, you know, when you look at the defense, secondary can be an issue for both Georgia, as it was against Alabama and for Michigan, but also can really come to play. And Kirby Smart, Jim Harbaugh, both guys that in, in certain situations have, have been known to not play or coach, you know, their teams well in big games. But until the Alabama game, Georgia was doing great with Kirby Smart this year. Harbaugh has four games this year, Penn State, Nebraska, uh, Ohio State and um, I'm forgetting the last one right now, uh, they, they, they won, or Wisconsin, that they would normally have lost. So when you look at this game, I see it being a close game. I think it's going to be very tough for Michigan to beat, you know, the overall best team in the country for much of the season. But I'll make this case right now, and I think that when you look at the last four weeks, I think the team that has played the best overall football in the country for those four weeks is the Michigan Wolverines. I know that I was the minority that I thought Michigan should be number one in the CFP after beating a top 10 defense, 42 to three in Iowa. But listen, Iowa is not Georgia. Bama you know, kind of owned Georgia. I understand that. It's not this worst case scenario like some Michigan fans are saying. They didn't want to see Georgia in the first round. They're probably gonna have to play them anyway. Why not play them there, get in the title game, and you have one game to rule them all. Anything can happen in one football game. I, I can't wait for this. I think it's going to be a one-score type game. As long as Michigan comes out, doesn't get punched in the mouth like they did against Alabama a few years back, this could be a game that really goes down to the wire as both teams are kind of mirrors of each other in many different ways. Well, Dan, we're excited for you, and I know you are pumped as well. Are you going to be making your way down to this game too? I know you've been traveling for every other game. Listen, I, I might not be in the, the shape I was as a youth, but I'm trying to get there. I will be wearing uh, no Speedos, but a bathing suit, <laughs> no shirt. I'll be on South Beach. I'll be swimming in the ocean, and I will be there in Miami for the first semifinal appearance <laughs> or college football playoff appearance ever for my Wolverines. Oh, beautiful. Talk about a diehard committed fan. That's Dan Leach, folks, at DanLeach971 on Twitter, host of the Detroit City Cats. We'll get you squared away for all the football action, NBA, NHL as well. Dan, you are the best in the biz. We're happy for you. Always love having you on, and thanks for joining us on this Monday evening, my friend. The honor and pleasure is all mine. It's always the best, my friend. There you go, Dan Leach. Like I've been always saying, one of the best follows on Twitter at DanLeach971. Just constant... 
I don't infatuation with everything Michigan and especially now. Look, obviously I don't have any ties to the state or any of the teams except for disliking them being a Chicago fan, but it's hard not to root for them because of Dan. Just filled with love and appreciation for all his teams. It's always been fun watching it, and we'll see how his Wolverines can do against Georgia. But uh, let's get more college football perspective coming up next. Adam Burke will be joining us not only to talk college football, but tonight's NFL affair and many more. Stick around. That's coming next. This is Rush Hour on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. The VSN Bowl Betting Guide is almost here with everything you need to bet smarter on for every bowl game. This year's guide provides matchup analysis on all 41 bowl games that includes insights, trends, data, and predictions to help you make your best bets for all the bowl games. And the guide is designed to give you an edge whether you are betting on every game, playing contests, or you just want to find a few key high-value props. The guide drops December 13th, so make sure you get your copy today for only $19.99, and you can get that at vsin.com slash subscribe. Once again, that's vsin.com slash subscribe. Welcome back to Rush Hour right here on VCD Sports Betting Network. I'm Danny Burke, your host. And look, we were just talking about the college football betting guide, one of my favorites to contribute with. And we're getting the large panel group of hosts, guests to give their thoughts on it. And a man I know that will have plenty of thoughts on it. Joining us now, that's Adam Burke, VEASAN's betting analysis. And really, I mean, look, Adam, you're all over the place, my man. You're doing college football, hockey, baseball, NFL. You touch a little bit of everything. But since we were just talking about the college football bowl games, are, are there any that stood out to you immediately that you're going, all right, maybe that line's a little bit fishy. Maybe I'm waiting for some movement. What have been the top bowl games you're keying in on as of this moment? Yeah, right now I'm working hard on the 12 games that I'm covering for this year's College Football Bowl Guide, uh, writing up capsules on those. I'll also have a piece about interim head coaches and how they've done uh, during the bowl season, dating back to 2003, 2004. So those will be my contributions for the bowl betting guide. As far as games I've looked at here so far, like I said, I've mostly been focusing on the games that I have. And ironically enough, several of them featuring MAC teams, who, as we know, that conference does not do particularly well during the bowl season. However, you've got a team like Toledo becoming a bigger favorite against Middle Tennessee. On the flip side, the MAC champion, Northern Illinois, everybody rushing to bet against them as they take on Coastal Carolina down in the Cure Bowl. So, you know, just trying to look at the games that I've got here first and you know, a lot of movements based on yards per play differential. A lot of people out there grabbing numbers, trying to grab some value right now. But a ton of moving parts for the bowl season, Danny. Guys opting out. COVID's becoming a thing again across all sports. So, you know, I'm not really looking to dive in too much that far in advance here. That's actually a great point that you bring up is we always have to remember, you know, we still have a little bit of time before it gets down to the wire and these kids still have to make those decisions financially, business-wise, you know, what they're going to do for the remainder of their career. So uh, it's always good to keep an eye on that, which will be included, of course. So VSIN.com slash subscribe. You heard Adam. He's going to have 12 games he'll write up, and he always has fantastic thoughts, whatever he's writing it up on. And we'll be looking forward to it, Adam, and I'm sure we'll talk more about it as we get through this bowl season. But I'm also sure you've got strong thoughts on tonight's fiasco, Monday Night Football, the Bills and the Patriots. This line is at three. This total is down to 40 and a half. As you were telling me, I, I think you might have mentioned it might be windy tonight. Is that right? 
Yeah, I, I think I've heard a time or two that it's pretty windy in Buffalo for this game. And in fact, now the snow machine kind of kicked up a little bit as well here this afternoon as we've gotten closer to kickoff. So should be a lot of fun. Uh, I don't know if it'll be fun to be a fan in the crowd, but I think it'll be fun to watch this game from home. Look, at this point in time, I mean, you can take the under if you want to, but this is a total that's moved upwards of five points here from where it was earlier on in the week. And in terms of the look ahead lines, I will say this. Both of these teams are top ranked in DVOA, the metric from football outsiders, first and second in the NFL in that respect. But also they've played a lot of weak offenses too. So this is one where I think you may see some sharp money kind of buy back on this total, just sort of looking for this game to maybe go a low over. Maybe you get some turnovers, maybe you get some problems with special teams, which keep that in mind too. You know, think about the negative impacts of wind on throwing the football, but it's also going to have a negative impact on punting the football, on kicking. Teams may have to go for it on fourth down a little more often, maybe extending drives, maybe getting touchdowns out of that. So, you know, there are a lot of reasons, of course, to like the under in a bad weather game, but there are some things that could kind of turn it into an over type of game as well. We'll just have to see how this one plays out. And I'm kind of hoping that maybe it's a low scoring game in the first quarter and I can get maybe a cheap overlook if the weather seems like it's calming down a little bit. Yeah, and that's a great note. I mean, because of how bad the weather is going to be, teams may be forced or more inclined to go for it on fourth and short despite the field position. Not going for the field goals, not going for extra points, going for two and just trying to get the bigger chunk of points and getting better field position. And turnovers also could be a huge factor that could lead to defensive touchdowns. So a lot could contribute to some value potentially being on the over now that you're getting it at a six-point difference from 46 down to 40 and a half. Uh, Adam, let's look forward to the upcoming NFL slate with some games that are maybe a little bit more stable uh, aside from the crazy weather that we're getting tonight. Let's talk NFC East, the matchup between Washington and Dallas. This Washington football team is on a roll right now. And look, maybe Dallas is finally going to get on one themselves. But look, they're only laying four and a half. And I say only because I'm sure a lot of people look at this game and despite Washington having success, still think Dallas is a far and away better team. This total we're seeing at 49. Odds are shaded a little bit to the under. What's your early thoughts on this matchup? Yeah, this is one that's moving down a little bit here early in the week. You saw Dallas kind of more in that five range with the look ahead line. Now we're seeing the market mostly painted four. I see four and a half there uh, at Bet Rivers. But you know, look, I do like Washington in this spot. I think Washington's been kind of an underrated, underpriced team throughout the season. There were two big problems for them. The first was they were not performing well on third down offensively or defensively, and they are still struggling defensively on third down, but they were terrible in the red zone. I mean, they had, you think about that game against Green Bay, for example, they had so many red zone chances. Heineke had the fumble at the goal line. I think they had another fumble or an interception in the end zone, something like that. This is a team that's played better than its record, and we're seeing that here after the bye week where they've done a lot of good things. Ron Rivera's got this team pointed in the right direction. And on the Dallas side of things, look, I mean, you don't really know what you're going to get from Dallas week in and week out. They're obviously one of the most talented teams in the NFL. But that defense is a little bit suspect, shy of their ability to force turnovers. Offensively, they've had a lot of moving parts, guys in and out of the lineup and all of that. Like I said, we're seeing some Washington money early in the week here. And this is a play that I did make at Washington plus four and a half. Uh, we'll see where this line actually ends up. But I've been impressed with what the football team has done here lately, and I think that they can keep this one close, if not put a scare into Dallas, which would make the NFC East really interesting because these two teams play again in two weeks. All right, tell us about the Saints and Jets game. I mean, this is another matchup that's 
maybe not the most attractive. I mean, the Cowboys Washington a lot more attractive, but this one's kind of got gross written all over it. And the Saints are a team that's already riddled with injuries, maybe riddled with COVID-19 issues going into this game. But does that warrant a bet or rather a look at taking the five and a half with the Jets here? I'm actually looking at the total in this game, Danny. I just look, I don't know how these two teams get to, to 43 and a half points. I mean, it could take these two teams two games to possibly get that high. Really awful quarterback play on both sides. Zach Wilson does not look like the guy. The Jets don't really have a potent running game. It's been kind of workmanlike with Tevin Coleman and the, the running backs by committee that they have there. But you don't get explosive plays out of this Jets offense. You don't get any explosive plays out of the Saints offense really either. They are getting a little bit healthier. They should have both of their tackles back this week. Maybe get Alvin Kamara back here as well. But you know, the Jets are actually a pretty decent team in the trenches, I think. I think they can hold up at the line of scrimmage in this game. Obviously, Taysom Hill with mallet finger. Uh, it sounds like a ska band from the 90s. But you know he's a guy that's just not healthy, not playing well. Trevor Simeon's not the answer either. I think the under is definitely the way to look here in this game. And of course, as we get throughout the week, you know, it's the Meadowlands, it's December. We'll see what that weather forecast looks like there at MetLife. Yeah, I, I might have to jump on that too. I mean, even the Saints, yeah, if they have Taysom Hill, you didn't see him do anything impressive. If he's going to generate offense, it's probably going to be with his legs, which is going to wind down the clock. And look, the Saints will have a solid defense, so who knows if the Jets are going to be able to muster up any points. So I like that angle a lot. Total at 43.5 under could be a solid play. Uh, Adam, before we let you go, we got about a minute left. Got to talk to you about Cincy and San Francisco. I think this is going to be a very heavily bet on game. Spread is one and a half in favor of the home team, Cincinnati. Total at 47 in the hook. What you like here? Yeah, obviously some questions about Joe Burrow's status in this game with the broken or the dislocated pinky finger. He says he's going to play. They're saying that they're going to limit him in practice throughout the week. I think he'll be just fine to go. And I actually think this might be something of a buy low opportunity on Cincinnati coming off that blowout loss last week to the Chargers, a game that they dug a 24-0 hole, made it 24-22, then a strip six kind of changed everything in that game. The Chargers wind up rolling to victory. But I think the Bengals are in a low price here with a San Francisco team that I don't think is as good as what we've seen the last few weeks. And also, the 49ers are very, very bad on special teams. And that could have an impact in this game as well. Love it. Adam, you're the best. Keep up the great work. Love reading your uh, reading your little write-ups, your blurbs, as you like to call them, at Beeson with the Daily Newsletter. And very excited about the 12 games you're contributing to for the College Football Bowl season. So we're looking forward to it, as always. And thank you for hopping on on this Monday night, my friend. Absolutely, Danny. Have a good one. At Skating Tripods. On the tweets for Adam Burke. Again, Beeson's betting analyst. And look, I mean, he talked about tonight's game. It could be a buy low spot on the over now. How about it? We're talking about all this wind and how the under could be the play, but he's right. I mean, a six-point difference. Now you're seeing it at 40 and a half. And like you mentioned, too, I mean, look, in-game betting could be your best friend. If it starts out slow, even get a better price on it. Just another way to consider this game. That's why we always love having Adam on to get a different perspective. All right, let's go into the perspectives of some prop bets for tonight. That could be the best route to take if you're looking to bet it. A few that stood out to me, a couple on playing, and a couple plays in NBA and NHL next.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. This is Rush Hour on VSEN, the sports betting network. Bet River Sportsbook takes football same game parlays to a whole other level. Now you can combine same game parlays from different games to give you even more ways to make your perfect combination. In addition to that, Bet Rivers has added more and more same game parlay props for college football matchups just in time for the biggest games of the season. So download the Bet Rivers app or go to betrivers.com today to explore all the new ways you can create your ideal combo. Must be 21. Gambling problem. Illinois, New Jersey, Pennsylvania. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Colorado, 1-800-522-4700. Michigan, 1-800-270-7117. one 532-3500 in Virginia. Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Playable in New Jersey as Play Sugar House. Void where prohibited. All right, it is that time. Final segment here on Rush Hour. I'm Danny Burke, your host. As always, you can get in touch with me on the tweets at Danny Burke 5 for VEASAN at VEASAN Live. Let's get deeper into it for Monday Night Football. A few props I wanted to discuss. One really quick that I wanted to throw out there that I haven't played officially, but something that you should strongly consider, as I always like to say. Let's talk about Ramondre Stevenson really quick before my best bets for tonight. Now, his rushing yards prop is at about 41.5 at most locations, over under minus 110 each way. you got to consider this because, of course, the weather, if you haven't heard us preach about it already, so they're going to be running the ball more, presumably. And for the fact that this whole season, he's averaging 44 rushing yards per game, about 9.5 carries, 4.6 yards per carry. But hold up. Let's take a look at the sample size. 
not really taking into account the one game where he just had one carry. If we took that out, he would be averaging 50 rushing yards per game and getting even deeper into it with this rushing yards prop at 41 and a half. The last four games is really where you've seen Stevenson make a name for himself and where he's come alive. And in those last four games, he's averaged almost 13 carries, 69 rushing yards per game, five and a half yards per carry. Now, Buffalo's got a great run defense. We know that they rank fourth in DVOA run defense, limit opponents to just 97 rushing yards per game, but they're definitely going to get him heavily involved, you would assume, based on the weather. Him and Harris probably going to be interchanging constantly, and if they're running it frequently enough, you would assume that maybe 41.5 could be low enough to attack the over. The thing that scares me is because the dual threat of both Harris and Stevenson, I'm not confident enough to know what his sample size is going to be, even though, you know, we're seeing it at about 9 to 10, but still a tough defense in Buffalo. We'll see how this young Patriots team can handle these severe conditions. So I think that's one you should consider, but one that I just held off on but wanted to throw that out there so everyone could be aware of it potentially if they wanted to get involved. But let's talk about the games that I am placing a bet on. It is time for Danny's Dimes here on Rush Hour. Not only do I got a couple of props for this Monday night football game, we've also got action in basketball and hockey. Let's start with a prop, though, with Josh Allen. How is Josh going to get involved if he can't throw the ball as much as he would like to? It's got to be with his legs. He's a mobile guy. He's a scrambler, and his rushing yards prop is 35 and a half over under minus 110 each way, and you got to look over here. He's already averaging 35 rushing yards per game. He's gone over 35 and a half in six out of 11 games. And he got 35 one game, so he just missed it in another spot. But the weather conditions and the dominance of this Patriots defense secondary-wise will force him to have to be creative, to have to improvise and figure out other ways to move the ball down the field. He can do that successfully, and you bet that he will in this game. He always seems to do it in bigger matchups, too. I mean, against the Chiefs in that other game, you know, he was running all over the place with the safeties, dropping back, corners dropping back. That opens up a lot of space. I get it. Maybe you're not expecting him to throw deep in this type of game, but I still think they will implement schemes in there enough that will allow him to get over this mark. That could be the best source of their offense tonight, truthfully. So, you know, New England's run defense is solid. They do rank 10th in DVOA. They're allowing 116 rushing yards per game. But if there's someone he could trust who's always going to have his hand on the ball offensively and could create the most magic in this game, got to believe it's Josh Allen. So over 35 and a half rushing yards for Allen is what I'm playing and tagging that along with hopefully a correlation of his over on rushing attempts. Seven and a half minus 105 was the number earlier. It's getting steamed up a little bit in terms of the odds. I think like minus 110 now, so nothing too crazy. But again, you know, I'm thinking this is just going to be a direct correlation. So I'm betting his over rushing attempts seven and a half. He's averaging over six per game this year. He's gone over seven and a half in five out of 11 games. Look, if you don't feel as confident with the rushing attempts and maybe just stick to the rushing yards, but I think we're going to get a lot of action from Allen on the ground tonight. So betting him over 35 and a half rushing yards as well as him over seven and a half rushing attempts tonight as the Bills take on the Patriots. So those are the two plays I have officially for this game along with the Bills money line. If you missed it at the beginning of the show, I took Buffalo minus a buck 40 on the money line. Look, they play the Patriots in a couple weeks. They probably end up splitting these two games against each other. And if there's one that the Bills have the advantage in, you got to think it's at home where, yeah, home field advantage maybe doesn't make too much of a difference nowadays anymore. But for a rookie quarterback and Mac Jones with a terrible weather type of game with a fan base that is just insanely nuts and is still going to be out there in full force, presumably, 
I give the advantage to Josh Allen here. I give the advantage to Buffalo. And not a must-win game, but you got to think it's almost a little bit more so of a must-win based on the fact that the next matchup, of course, against New England will be on the road. And if the Patriots win this game, oof, not going to be looking good for Buffalo per se. So I like the Bills on the money line, like Allen over his rushing yards and rushing attempts tonight against the Patriots. Let's go outside of football, though. Let's talk a couple other arenas where we can maybe make a profit. And, you know, because I always log my bets in the VEASAN Best Bets log page. I mean, every show hosting guest does VSIN.com slash subscribe to get a hold of those. So if you don't want to wait too long for my show and get my action right away, hopefully you miss this one, though, because I did play the Nuggets and Bulls earlier. I bet the total over 217 in this game. Now, the news as of late is that DeMar DeRozan is going to be missing this game because he tested positive for COVID. He was at shoot-around, somehow tested positive. I don't know. It's crazy how that works. But I bet the over 217, it was getting steamed a lot up from 214 to 217. Last matchup with the Bulls and the Nuggets, it was 114 to 108. Bulls hung on on the road. No Jokic in that game, and now they will have him back, who he's going to have a favorable matchup against Vucevic, who's not the best defender, and Bulls are struggling with their interior defensively. And Caruso is not going to play in this game. Big defensive help off the bench, just big spark overall. Javante Green is going to be missing this game because of COVID. Kobe White is as well. So originally the spread was coming down in favor of Denver as it was, and now with Demar out, who's one of the best fourth-quarter scoring players in the league, I mean, it's going to smell trouble all around. It's really just going to spell trouble all around. Smell trouble. It's going to spell trouble all around for the Bulls. But this could be one of those games where it's like, you know, the fallen star fallacy. I know Brady Cannon talks about it all the time, and it's where you, one of your top guy or your top guy goes out and somehow the team still rallies around them and gets the job done. Now, I'm not telling you to bet the Bulls in this game. I was kind of scared about doing it from the start, but I'm hoping that could be the case at least for a lot of points in this game. So, yeah, I'm stuck betting my 217. The updated line's at like 214, 213 and a half as it is. The spread's down to two. I'm hoping it goes for the total over. I'm not going to do anything different. Maybe wait for an in-game betting opportunity, but hopefully there's still going to be a lot of points in this game because JVT, VEASAN senior NBA analyst, always refer to him. He has great write-ups every single day. You know, the Nuggets have passed three games with Jokic back in the lineup. This is a team now getting 120 points per 100 possessions. Okay, Jokic averaging 25 points, 14 rebounds, 6 assists per game. And you know they're going to get their points against the Bulls now for sure. But where the Bulls still maybe could thrive despite missing DeRozan, you know, Denver defensively not the best. According to cleaningtheglass.com, they're allowing 110 points per 100 possessions. That ranks 16th in the NBA. But more so, 53.4% defensive effective field goal percentage, 23rd worst in the NBA. So maybe Levine goes off. Maybe some other players can step up in this game, or maybe the Bulls get blown out enough that this total can go over. But I'm stuck betting the 217, but wanted to up that, update that game. And if you did play on it, Wanted to tell you about where my position was on it as of now. Let's go to the puck, though. Let's go to the ice, rather, and bet some pucks because we've been doing pretty well with our hockey bets as of late. Looking to keep it rolling tonight. Uh, Washington and Anaheim. The Capitals are the team I'm looking to make a wager on this evening. Now, they're a big favorite as of now. They're minus $2, but I did the win in regulation about minus $1.30 earlier. Would bet it probably $1.30 or lower. I really wouldn't go above it. His Capitals team has gotten a lot of love. 180 again, now up to $2 in terms of the money line. Washington's also 5-0-1 in their last six home games up to this point. 
And we talked about the systems that VEASAN's betting reporter Josh Applebaum always notes out on the Market Insights podcast. A home team coming off a win, a road team coming off the loss. That favors Washington here. And you're getting uh, Samson up for the Capitals, who's been an absolute beast. He's 10-1-1, 2.4 goals against average, 92% save percentage, and three shutouts. Gibson for Anaheim has struggled on the road, 4-3-2, 3.4 goals against average, 90% save percentage. Every game that Samsonov has won has ended in regulation. The only game He's only lost one game at home, and that was back in October against the Flames. I like the Capitals to win in regulation. That's the hockey bet we are rolling with tonight. Let's go Capitals against the Anaheim Ducks tonight. Hopefully Washington can keep up the dominance at home. Then we got Allen over his rushing yards, rushing attempts. Bill's money line, and hey, if you want to sweat it out, Bulls Nuggets over despite DeRozan being out. Let's hope somehow it comes through. Best of luck to whatever you're playing. Thank you, as always, for tuning in to another edition of Rush Hour. We'll look to catch up again tomorrow. Take care. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.